0: the only wise God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Greetings in Jesus name this morning. Praise the Lord. it's good. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm blessed to be here this morning and uh, yeah we heard heard a lot of good things already. And uh might <clears throat> touch on them here and there through the message. So how are we all this morning? Are we blessed? Are we encouraged? Are we ready to fight the battles that come our way? And we were encouraged this morning that we have uh we are to take on the whole armor of God and and to uh and to uh <clears throat> quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. I like that verse. And I'm not sure if Delwin touched on that or not in Corinthians there. Our weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. So the word of God is, uh, is powerful. Praise the Lord. Well, I chose that song, or I asked Jonathan to sing it. Uh, now, what page is it? Seven something... 749. Would you live for Jesus? His power can make you what you ought to be. His blood can cleanse your heart and make you free. His love can fill your soul and you will see it was best for Him to have His way with thee. We praise God this morning for His power. That resurrection power that rose Jesus from the dead. That same power is to us who believe today. So we're on we're on a good good foundation this morning. We're on a good good plane this morning. We're on God's side. Praise God. Well, I greet you in Jesus' precious name, and I am again. I'm thankful to be here, and I'm thankful that you're all here. And uh, I do have a message here this morning, and it's linked to that key up there on the board. So uh, you pray for me as I uh, try to share my heart or share what I feel the Lord laid on my heart to share this morning. It might be a little bit different, but uh, we're going to trust the Lord. I, yeah, I try to, how should I say this? Yeah. Let's, let's pray. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' precious name. Lord, we love you, we worship you, we praise you, we thank you that you are our Father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. O God, we pray that your kingdom would come. O God, in our... How should I say here this morning? That it would be here this morning, God. Oh, Lord, that your presence would be here in a very real way. God, we need you. I need you, Lord. and God, I I, I I cast myself upon you this morning in light of this subject. God, we pray that, Lord, that you would give clarity, that you would give understanding. God, I pray, Lord, that we could, how should I say, be more effective as we leave this place today in light of what we heard in the in the opening and the children's lesson, and even in the, uh, uh, the 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 songs that we sang this morning and the and the verses that we are memorizing, oh God, I pray, and now, in light of what we want to share here, oh God, I pray, help us, Lord, that we can be effective, God, that we're not just Sunday Christians, Lord, and somehow we try to learn a couple things, and then we go our way, but we never. We never really put him into practice. God, I pray that we would be a people, Lord, that are, that are serious about our walk with You, O oh God, and I pray, Lord, that we would see the kingdom of God and see the kingdom of this world, that we would see it. O oh, Father, we pray this morning, Lord, help us, God, to have, have uh, eyes that can see clearly these things, Lord. We need You, God. Like Moses, who endured the... The wrath of the king for he saw him who was invisible and I pray O God that you would help us to see you this morning Lord and help us to understand you and your ways and your kingdom God we pray oh father we look to you and we thank you for everyone that's here and those that are not here and cannot be here God we pray that you would bless them and be with them Lord and and uh, seeing Larry send a little Email about a picture of Israel there again this morning, God. We pray that you would bless them as they're over there, Larry and Jewel, Lord, and, and Tyler's God. Just be with them this morning. Oh Father, we look to you now, God, that you would that you would bless us again. Lord, we need you, Father. We look to thee and we thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, this morning the title is uh, we have this key up here. And the subject is not necessarily the key, but I, uh, last night, in the middle of the night, I tend to wake, or I'm awake sometimes from about two to four, so as I was thinking about what I wanted to share this morning, this thought of this key came, and so that's what we're going to start off with. But I'm going to put the title of
1: the message up here. See that? Do I value my brother is the title of the message this morning. And we have this key here. Is there a locksmith in our room, in our midst? Okay, so if I don't quite understand the key, cylinder concept, why
0: I won't have any critiquers. (laughs) But I remember years ago, this was when I was working back in Pennsylvania for... Uh, uh, Jim Wepper was a house builder that I worked for. We went over to Muslim, Muslim Muslim Lumber over in New Holland, and and he took us. And Jim took a cylinder over. He had a key, and the the, the, the person there, at the uh, the uh, there at the front desk wherever where it was, he took this thing apart. He put the key in, and uh, <clears throat> uh, maybe I'm ahead of myself here, but. He put the the key in the cylinder. There's a cylinder this key goes into. And in that cylinder, there are, can I say,
1: chambers. And there's little, uh, uh, let's see here. Maybe I'm going to use a different color here. And then we have different, what I'll call, what did I say? I don't know what you call them, but anyways. (laughs) Cylinders. Trying to line it up with this key here. Now, when this, this probably should be up, up. This when this key goes in here, there's little uh, little tabbers in here. I don't know what you call them. I'm not going to take the time to fill it in the whole way, but you'll get the idea. And those little uh, those little BBs, if you will, they're not BBs, but they're little uh, pins, thank you, little pins. So when you stick that key in there, those pins
0: all fall in where those that key is, and then you have this straight thing, and you can turn that key, and it
1: opens up. Does that make sense? Everybody with me? Okay, so if you put the wrong key in there, what happens?
0: Well, this one won't line up. It'll be up here down here, whatever. And I was trying to think. Ugh. I better be careful here. But uh,
1: but anyways, if you put the wrong key in, this thing will be up too high, and you can't turn it. Simple as that. So then I was thinking, I'll say this yet. So we installed a door, and we put this, you know, the cylinder, you
0: can put it upside down where you, the key if it rains in, it should run out. If you have it upside down, if it rains in there, then the water has to go in. Anyways, it would be this part right here. So my thought was, if if they're upside down, then you can put any key in there that would actually go in there, and you should be able to turn it. Anyways, we can talk about that later. Is that right, (laughs) Daryl? I'm not sure either. I I thought I'm going to have to try it out. I, I almost went out and tried it, but I didn't take the time. Anyway, so the message this morning is, do I value my brother? And we have this key up here. A key, okay, if I can get started here. So I'm saying it's a little bit different than my normal way of uh, going into a message. A key to have my brother open his heart to me is when he sees that I value him. So the title again is, do I value my brother? A key to have my brother open his heart to me is when he senses that I value him. So if my brother is not opening his heart to me, then I need to
1: work on this key. Are you with me? So then I have, how does a real
0: key work? Well, I think we uh, talked about all that already this morning. And I was thinking of the verse that we had in Bible memory Uh, how's the last verse go there, Brendan? Where your treasure is, there is your heart also. So, in our heart, there are treasures. And and I have a key, and, and Lee has some treasures in that heart. And if I take my key and I can't get into his heart,
1: I can't open up those treasures. You with me? do I value my brother? So, uh, yeah, we'll keep going
0: here. So how does the real key work question? I think we explained that. We are looking and talking about the key and not the cylinder this morning. I call it the cylinder that the keys go into. I think that's what they call it. What if the key is not the problem and it is the cylinder? Again, we are not talking about Again, we are talking about the key. Maybe we can look at this uh, and not the cylinder. Again, we're not talking about the key. Again, we are talking about the key and not the cylinder. Maybe we can look at it this way. We are working on the key and God is well able to take take care of the cylinder. <clears throat> okay. So the focus this morning is not the cylinder. You know, if, if this key, you put this key in, like I think when I went to Muslim Alumar there with my Jim uh, my boss, I think he had a key and then they made the cylinder hold out to the key. But this morning the emphasis is not on the cylinder and making sure these pins are right, but rather that there are pins in here already and that this key
1: needs to be lined up so that, that we can unlock the, the door. So let's go for
0: a beginning here, let's for a scripture, let's go to First Corinthians twelve, Chapter twelve.
1: <clears throat> and I had uh
0: some of this I had had come to me a couple Sundays ago, and uh so here we are and uh we're gonna look into this in uh second Corinthians chapter twelve. I think we're all familiar with this passage, but let's read it from verse fourteen to verse thirty one for the body is not one member but many. If the foot shall say because I am not the hand, I am not of, of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say because I am not the and if the ear shall say because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased Him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are there many members yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncommonly parts have more abundant commonliness. For our commonly parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacketh. That there should be no schisms in the body or division, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And that word care is interesting if you look it up in the Greek. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, some first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers after that, miracles and gifts of healing, helps governments, distraughts of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracle? have all the gifts of healing, do you all speak with tongues, do you all interpret, but covet earnestly, the best gifts, and yet I show unto you a more excellent way. So I read this portion of Scripture and and thinking again of the title, Do I Value My Brother? Do I value, you know, just looking at our physical body, do you value your hands and your eyes and your ears and all those things? Of course you do. I mean, we do... We wear uh, hearing aids or hearing whatever when we're cutting with loud noises so that uh, we save our ears and glasses if we're welding so that we don't get water flash or uh, whatever, uh, ruin our eyes because of the bright brightness and all that. So we're very careful. We care for this body of ours. And so we need to see how the members in the body here that they are very valuable. Every member that is part of this body here, we're talking about the local body, Zion Christian Fellowship, needs to realize and see and understand
1: that you are valuable.
0: And and I I think I had mentioned this a couple Sundays ago when the Sunday morning that I was thinking on this, but the whole aspect of you know sometimes we think that this little finger doesn't mean much you know if it be cut off it wouldn't miss we wouldn't miss much, but we might be surprised. And it says here something about the the members that we think are not as imp, are not as important, but you know the things that we see very important. You know, let's say like. Uh, somebody uh, uh, having the gift of healing and someone gets healed and we think, well, that is a a great gift to have. What about the one that only, if you say, is like a little finger, but yet is very valuable? And I think it's very important for us to, to realize that ourselves and to realize that And tying in with the title here, that we value every member of the body. And I I could go on and on with that, I I wasn't sure how much time I wanted to spend on that. Uh, uh, We had John D. Martin in our home, and uh, he was a real blessing to have in our home, and the youth enjoyed him, and I and we enjoyed him having him there. <clears throat> but there was something about John D. There's different things about John D. that are a blessing. But there's one thing, and I for some reason I was looking for something. And last night, he uh, I I I I, I uh, listened to a little just the beginning of a message that he that he preached. And uh, again, I I seen or I heard it, and what it was, he has this unique laugh. I think what's the
1: What's so what's so important about that? Well,
0: I guess apparently it is important to me because I'm bringing it up. Mm. And Brother Ron, if I can use you as an example.
2: Mm. Ah.
0: You know, Ron, Brother Ron has a unique laugh. And if that, if you will... Now I got to be careful, and I was—I wasn't going to do this. And now I'm—I get myself in trouble already. <laughs> you, you, I think i i think Ron and I have a good relationship. I think we're good, <clears throat> but uh, so let's say that's just the little finger, but there's something unique about it that I would miss that I would, and Ron has a lot more—more more than just little fingers. You know, there's if you want to go with the idea of bigger gifts or whatever. But do you get the point? Every little member is valuable to God. And we, as, as, uh, as, I, as for myself here, I need to see the same value in my brothers as God sees. And if I do, there's a key we don't value our brother that key will not fit and that key will not unlock that key will not open up the door that key will not be able to get into lee's treasure heart into his, the, the, the the where his treasures are he'll keep them locked up <clears throat> let's go to romans chapter 12 <clears throat> And I'm saying brothers, but this is also for sisters. So you put brothers and sisters. Sisters, uh, do I value my brother? Do I value my sister? Do you value your sister? But let's, let's go to Romans chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. It says here, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. That word honor. I chose to use the word value this morning for the title. Do I value my brother? Let's read it again. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in value preferring one another. That word honor does, if you look it up, it has a value in there. If you... If you honor someone, there is you value that person. <clears throat> Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. So, what is that saying here to us this morning? If I value my brother Lee, I will prefer. Well, it's talking here about one another, Lee and all the other brothers here in the room. I will value my brothers. I will value what they see, what they think, how they look at things. I will value their input. We know the opposite is where... I got it all figured out. <clears throat> well, we know where that goes. But anyways, let's go to Philippians now. Uh... Philippians 2 I'm sorry it's 2-4 not 24 Philippians 2 2
2: 2-4
0: Look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be made to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of his servant, and was made in the likeness of men. This is a beautiful passage of scripture here, and we probably should have read more of it. But we have this thing here: let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, talking about being proud, vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. So how does that play out? Do I value my brother better than myself? We know in the natural that is not how it works. We know in the natural that's not how it works. But we are the children of God. And if we value the things that God values, then we will do what? what uh, we see here, or read here. Let us, let each esteem other better than themselves. And brothers and sisters, we need God's grace for that. That's not just something that, uh, that does not come from Adam, it comes from Christ. And as we, as we meditate on that, and as we uh, think about that, to me, it's a beautiful thing. To me, this whole thing of if do I value my brother? I feel like if we could really get into the heart and the spirit of what, what, what God wants us to have, this whole aspect of valuing our brother, I think it would take care of a lot of problems.
1: A lot of problems.
0: And maybe all of them. <laughs> I've heard somebody say already that something about humility, and that's right in here. I mean, this usually this passage of Scripture, I think, is read or taught on when we're talking about humility. Well, it takes humility to esteem my brother better than myself. And so I was trying to think this key thing here, you know, uh we could maybe make different points here with these pins. Well maybe not the pins, it's where the where the, the key here. So here we have low spots, and here we have high spots. So here we want a low spot. One of those low spots is is to esteem my brother better than myself. Or we won't unlock the door. Unlock the key. Well I see here that I that I Uh, flip-flop my uh, scriptures here. I wanted to have Corinthians 12 last, but anyways, uh, I think it'll be okay. Do I value my brother? Maybe it would be good to talk about value. If I lose a pencil, I just get another one. Is that what you do? Just a, you know, just a, a pencil that's worthless. Well, it's not worthless, but it has a little bit of value. But if you lose it, what do you do? You just go get another one because you probably have a hundred of them. Well, maybe not, but probably have more of them. If I lose my, uh, if I lose my wallet, we look for it till we find it. And I was thinking, I was thinking of this. You probably read. I read this years ago in the family life, and I think it was before I was married. And after I was married, I, I'm probably reminded of this story many times, where I say, "Honey, where's my wallet? Where's my shoes? Where's my this? Where's my that?" <laughs> And when it's a pencil, we just say, well, I'll just go get another one. But when I lose my wallet, the house is turned upside down. <clears throat> Anyways, maybe it's not only my wife and my children. that say, hey, that's my, whoa, my wallet is lost. I need it. <clears throat> well, why is that? Well, somehow the pencil is not very valuable. But somehow our wallet seems to have more value. Especially if you have, for me, I have... Business credit cards, personal credit cards, church credit card or uh, debit card, my social security number social security card, my driver's license and 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 maybe I have a little bit of money in here this morning. Uh, so it has some value so if I, if I lose it, I don't just think, well, I'll just go buy another wallet, and some of these wallets aren't cheap anymore these days either, so you have to pay just for the wallet. But uh, anyways, I think you would get the point. <clears throat> I like, and I think I had shared this before. I'm not sure how much in detail, but I, I thought uh, it would fit in very well here this morning. And it is about a wallet, and it's about my dad who, uh, who passed away. Uh, <clears throat> but anyways, there was a time, I'm not sure, was he 55 years old? He was out there back in the farm in Pennsylvania. Uh, we, he had about a, what did we uh, grow up on an, about a 50-acre farm or so? But anyways, he, we raked hay, and this one day he was raking hay. And he had two mules and a, and a cart that he sat on, and he was bouncing through the, through the hay field with the rake in the back, uh, raking the hay. And anyways, that evening he realized that he lost his wallet. And so he started thinking, do you ever do this? When you lose something, you start going backwards. Where would this have gone? Well, he concluded that he lost his wallet while he was out there bumping around in the field uh, on the cart, and it it flopped out. And the the thing of it is, I think that day, he had sold some tomatoes to a customer that there was a nice chunk of money in that wallet. And so uh, what he did is he decided all that hay and that fuel that he raked that afternoon, he's going to put those bales in a certain part of the hay that went for the winter. And that winter, when he, when he takes those bales downstairs and feeds them to the cow, and as he opening these, these things, he's going to look for his wallet. Do you think he found it? You don't think so? <laughs> ah, I got your attention. <laughs> John D says if you're a good storyteller, you're a good preacher. <laughs> well, he found it one morning. Sorry, he found it. One morning, he was open. I guess it was a morning, it probably was. He was opening these cakes. And there, what do you think was? His wallet. And I think there was a little chip out of the one corner with uh, you know a baler, there's a sharp knife as that hay goes rolling into the and then the bells go out back, there's a knife that goes as that hay goes through, and somehow I didn't slice it right in half, but it just cut cut a little bit of the corner off. So he found what he was what he was uh looking for. To him, there was some value to that. To he, he went to the extreme there of, of all winter looking for that wallet, and he found it. And uh, and so when I was asked at Dad's funeral what the my brother in law asked or they asked whether I have a text, and so I gave him the text out of uh, Second Peter about making your calling and election sure. Be diligent to make your calling and election sure. And I shared that account with my uh, brother-in-law and he shared that account in the funeral. And just the whole aspect of being diligent is what it was the point was. And so are we that diligent? Now that's a different subject maybe, but are we that diligent in our Christian life to make our calling and election sure? Do we value the things that God values? But everyone... But even I'm sorry, but even money is of little value when we lay it aside alongside of the value of a soul. and I like to go to matthew sixteen twenty six now. what we're looking at right now is talking about value, true value matthew sixteen twenty six sixteen twenty six Well what is it profit if let me just back up here Verse twenty five for whosoever will save his life shall lose it and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it for what is a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul or well, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Let's go to uh, uh, Luke 15 now. I want to spend some more time here in Luke. Luke fifteen one to 7 Then drew near unto him the publicans and sinners, for to hear him and the Pharisees and the scribes murmur, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you hath an hundred sheep? If he lose one of them, doth he not leave his ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just Persons which need no repentance.
2: <clears throat>
0: and the thought that came to me is: so here we have the the this parable of the the shepherd and his sheep. Did he take the same uh, idea or what I was bringing out about the pencil? Say, well, there's I have ninety and nine. I have ninety nine sheep. So you know, one one is lost, but I have ninety nine. I'll just enjoy them. Is that the approach the shepherd took? He didn't because he valued every single one of them. He valued the one that was out there lost and he went out and he found them and he brought them back home again. Do I value the things that God values? Do I value my brother the way God values my brother? And you know it's very interesting here in Luke chapter 15 we have about the lost sheep, we have the lost coin, we have the lost son. And I think as I and I think I would have maybe heard of it before but not that it really registered very deeply in messages that I would have heard. But there's something here that God is trying to get our attention with and trying to get our attention to what really is valuable. You know we live in this world and and we can, we can, you know, we do, we handle money every day, well, not every day, maybe, but uh, during the week or whatever. And we can, we can start thinking that this this hundred dollar bill is 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 very valuable. Would you lay that hundred dollar bill aside, a uh, 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 eternal soul. There's no comparison. So we have here the uh the then in uh from nine to or eight to nine we have the the woman lost a coin. She had ten pieces of silver, she lost swan, and she swept her house and she uh upturned the house, if you will, till she found it. Because it was valuable to her. And you know when something is valuable to me. I'll do the same. Dad, that wallet, there was value in that wallet or he would not have spent the time and energy that whole winter to look for that wallet. But again, we'll have to say that money compared to eternal soul is nothing in comparison. What is it to gain the whole world but lose our own soul? And I don't know this whole I felt like this is two different messages, and probably is, but yet the reason I'm zeroing in on this is that somehow to get this, our, our, our thinking, our thoughts right. That we see things the way God sees them, that we value the things that God values. Our value system is wrong, brothers and sisters, too many times it is. And how do we know that? How do we figure that out? Well, it says there uh, the verse that we memorized or memorizing is uh, where your treasure is. There, where your heart be also. And can I give this illustration of uh, John D's illustration? He said, I think he said it at our place, and I heard it again last night. And he he also said he 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 doesn't get weary of saying things over and over again. You know, some preachers don't like to do that, but he 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 has come to the place where if it's a good point, it's a good point. But anyways. <clears throat> He says you're in a you're in a in a in a Sunday morning Sunday afternoon in a living room discussion and there's there's a person kind of sitting off to the side and he's he just very uninterested and you're maybe talking about uh, I'll say valuable things and and all of a sudden somebody says something about fishing or hunting or something something uh, something different and all of a sudden the person the person comes alive and 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 and. and he, uh, you know, didn't have much to say before, but all of a sudden he's the, he's the, he, he's, he's running the conversation. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Well, it's a giveaway, isn't it? Is that actually, did you ever see that happen? I don't know that I've seen it happen here. I hope not. To that extreme, but I think probably we have been in some places where that, in a sense, would have happened. I would have seen that. And it's probably a person that is what what term you want to say? He, he's, he's valuing this. I'll just say it that way. He's valuing this. <clears throat> but you have someone who truly loves the Lord and has a heart to, uh, to see uh, after God and. And the things of God are, are valuable to him. And so if there's a Sunday afternoon discussion about the things of God, there is interest and you're alive and you're alert and you're awake and, and all those things. But then, I'm sorry, I'm harping on John D. He says, if you want to put somebody to sleep, just have a preacher get up front. If you want to put me to sleep, just have a preacher come up front and talk about angels. Preach on angels and you put me to sleep. I didn't ask him about that. But that's what he said. <laughs> so anyways. What do we value? What do I value? So we have the lost sheep. The lost coin. And the lost son. Here in, in Luke chapter 15. The prodigal. And I don't know if I want to take the time. To read this or not. Um uh, We know it very well. Let me just start reading in verse 17. Well, let's back up to 16. This is talking about the the prodigal. He left his home. He went out into a far country. And so here he finds himself, he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, "How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will rise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants." And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father, his father saw. Him and had compassion, and ran, and fell on his neck, and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in thy sight, and am no more worthy be called thy son. And the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put, on, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat, and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and he began to make merry. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh, To the house he heard music and dancing, and he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fat calf, because he has received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in, therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I any time thy commandments, and yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son has come, come, which has devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this my brother was dead, and is alive again, and was lost and is found. The father saw the the true value of his son. He was rejoicing that his son came back home again. But what was the problem with the older son? There was a problem. What was the problem? Somehow he had his value system mixed up. He did not see his brother the way his father saw his brother. How do I see my brother? Do I see it as the elder son? Or do I see it as the father this morning? And we could spend more time on that too. Uh, But uh, I think we'll keep going here. Let's go now Or uh, Luke 16. We're right here in in Luke uh, 15. Now we go to 16 and we have this account about the rich man and Lazarus. Did the rich man have his values mixed up? Yes, he did. He had his values. His values were mixed up. Do I value my brother or are my values mixed up like the rich man? You know, this stuff is all going to burn up someday. The best way it's not going to burn up is if I use this for a worthy cause that will lay up treasures in heaven. That's the only way it's not going to be a waste. And uh, John D preached a message out in uh, Burn, and then I think he preached pretty much the same message here at at, uh, at the Bible School. And we need to hear th- those type of messages, brothers. We do, we do. And I know some of the things that he said maybe were a little bit hard to stomach, but I would rather hear those things and and try to. Try to get the heart of God than to throw the thing out and miss the whole thing. What do I value? Do I value my brother or do I value my things and my money and myself, me, myself, I, and I? Do I value my brother or are my values fixed up like the rich man? Do I value him or can I live? Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm <clears throat> okay, do I value my brother or can I live without him? Coming back again to the, 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 the title of the message is, do I value my brother? Do I value my brother or can I live without him? 1 Corinthians 12 if I value Him, I will not be able to live without Him. Is that, is that, is that true? You know, right off the cuff, we could say, well, you know, whatever. But, if we truly value our brother, we will realize that what he has, I don't have. And therefore, There is value there that I need. I need you, Brother Ron. You have some things I don't. We need each other, brothers. Do I value my brother? So here I have a couple points here. Do I value his thoughts, his ideas, or do I give the message that he is of little value, worth? What for message do I give to my brother? Do I value his thoughts, his ideas? Or do I, when he says something, I just kind of say, ah, you have some things to learn yet? Or do I I sit there and and listen and try to understand what my brother is saying and and see the value of what he's saying? Instead of like what what I talked there about John Nee's message on, on economics that we don't throw the whole thing out when there is something there for us. <clears throat> maybe he, maybe he. maybe we feel like he kind of went down the wrong page or kind of uh, whatever.
2: <clears throat>
0: Let's be careful that we don't throw the whole thing out. <clears throat> do I value his thoughts, his ideas, or do I give the message that it, he is of little worth or value? And I'd like to go to Romans 14 now. This has been a passage I have been meditating on and thinking about and it fits in here very well. Uh, uh Romans chapter uh I'm sorry, Romans chapter uh 14. Uh and I'm not going to read the whole thing but I'm I'm just going to break in here at verse 10. Uh but why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set at nought thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For as it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God, so that every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge, or set at nought our brother any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. Now they were dealing with some things here and there was it was a problem it was causing a problem to where they ended up judging each other and setting at not their brother or their sister looking uh, in a sense giving them the the idea or that they they were of a, a, a little value. And Paul comes in here and he says, "Let us therefore do that no more, but judge us rather" That no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. What is he saying there? You mean what I do with this money or whatever, or whatever you want to put in there can actually be a stumbling block to my brother? Do I value my brother? Do I love my brother? Do I care about my brother? Or do is it too much like the elder son? Somehow his values were not right and the rich man, his values were mixed up. <clears throat> Why does that judge thy brother? Does that mean Paul is saying we should never uh, judge or we should never uh, uh, have discernment? I don't think that's what he's saying, but... When you read it in context, here it's where there's a there's a wrong attitude. Why does thou judge thy brother? Why does thou set it not thy brother? We need to value. We need to see the value of our brother. Do I value his thoughts, his ideas, or do I give the message that he is of little value or worth? Next one I have here: Am I, am I too self-sufficient that I don't need him? My brother, if I value my brother, that will not happen. I will see he has something I don't have. And I kind of touched on that before. You know, when we're self-sufficient, when we think we got it figured out, self-sufficient can be in many different forms and fashions, if you will. You know, a person that is self-sufficient can be self-sufficient in thinking he's got it all figured out person that is self-sufficient in uh, his business or whatever, he's he's got it all figured out. But brothers and sisters, we don't have it all figured out. And if we can somehow see the value that my brother, sister has, everyone is part of the body and we can see the little members and all the different members that, that they all have something to give. They all have something to offer. They all have worth. I don't know if there's anyone here this morning who feels like that they are worthless. I hope there's no one here, but if there is, that's not true. That's a lie. It's not true. For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, today is Easter. They call it Easter. And and the world celebrates their celebration of Easter. But brothers and sisters, we have... We have the power if we truly know what Easter is all about. I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I don't know where to go with that whole Easter thing. But anyways, I mean, there is Easter. In, uh, uh, anyways, yeah. But the, the, where I was going at with it is, is we have power. There is power uh, that can raise us up just like Jesus was raised from the dead. And if you're here this morning and you feel worthless, Again, I say it's a lie. It's not true. God sees you as valuable. If He wouldn't, He would not have sent His Son. Is that fair enough? Next point I have here is Do I have an understanding heart? And it would maybe be good for us to go back to 1 Kings. I thought of this as I was thinking to this point. Do I have an understanding heart? Do I try, and this is a big one, brothers and sisters. This is a big one. Do I try to understand my brother? Do I try to understand my sister? Or do I think I, I got them figured out? I know what they're saying. I know where they're going. And I, I, I know what I got to figured out. Well, you're not going to get you're not going to get into Lee's treasure uh, into his heart.
2: <clears throat>
0: Do I have an understanding heart? First Kings chapter three verse nine. Without turning there, it was about uh, uh, Solomon. He prayed when he when he was made king there. Uh, uh, the Setting there, I think he was yeah he was praying to God. and He said, "Lord, give me an understanding heart so that I can a uh, uh, guide and and direct these people that you have made me responsible for. He prayed that he would have an understanding heart. And we know that God honored that prayer. God gave him an understanding heart. It says uh, He gave him an understanding heart, and He gave him wisdom. So, do I value my brother? Or do I... Do I... uh, if I value him, I will have, can I say it this way, I will have an understanding heart. If I don't value him,
1: I know, but uh,
0: I'm not sure if I said this or not. Yeah, I did. This this is uh this whole aspect of value do I value my brothers to me is not a little one. I think it would take care of a lot of problems. <clears throat> if we value our brother, we have to realize that we are valued. We love him because he first loved us. We cannot love unless we receive love. Now, I don't know if that's uh, a little bit uh, whatever for, your, uh, for you this morning. The first time I, I uh, realized, or uh, uh, heard that, I wasn't quite sure where to put it all. But I think it's true. If you do not know how to receive love, and especially the love of God into your own heart, you're not going to be able to give it to others. And there is, there is, there is, how should I say, where we can actually, I believe we can be a Christian, but yet somehow we are in to the love of God truly being shed abroad in our hearts. And when we are in that state... We don't know how to give love because we're not experiencing it. And so, how can I value my brother if I don't feel valued myself? Same principle. You get it? Do you feel valued this morning? last point I have here is uh, what are some practical things I can do to show that I value my brother and I thought of I could open it up uh, what are some practical things that I could do to show that I value my brother and I would just say something something happened this past week and it it's it happened to brothers here in this in this I think all of them are here this morning I think there was four of them <clears throat> And three of them were working up in Iowa City, you know, putting windows in. And uh, and there was a brother who came there. Oh, I'm sorry, you weren't there. You didn't get the <laughs> blessing of the... Anyways, uh, <clears throat> there was uh, three brothers working. And there was another brother that showed up and brought him some... I, I guess I didn't ask for sure what it was, but it was some good drink or something. And I thought uh, maybe I was convicted, Brendan. I, I should do that more. But that's just a simple thing. Just a simple thing. Oh, but we got to do more spiritual stuff. This this little stuff isn't spiritual. But maybe it is. I mean, think about it. It's in the scriptures. If we in Matthew 25, if we give a cup of water to one of these, you shall not lose your reward. I'm not quoting that quite right, but you I, I think you know the passage I'm talking about. So these little things, brothers and sisters, can can are valuable, I'll say it that way. They can make a big difference. You know maybe maybe you're you're going through your day and you're and you're uh, working, and all of a sudden God lays a brother in your heart, and a verse comes to you and you just text it to him, "I love when that happens. I'll take some more <laughs> but the the, the we we're, we're talking about me being responsible. do I value my brother so <laughs> uh. What are some practical things that I can do? Sh- show that I value my brother. Well, I want to close off here, uh, but I was there, here's another point in the in closing. I guess I'll call it closing. But it's in Matthew chapter twenty, verse twenty-eight. Who knows what that verse is? Maybe I need to turn to it too now to get it straight. Matthew 20, 28. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. Why do I bring that verse here in the end of what we were talking about? You know, we turn this thing around and we are sitting here and thinking, I wanted to maybe give a little caution in the beginning. That we're not sitting in this room and thinking of how my brother needs to do this to me. That's that's not the message. The message is that I do do I value my brother. If you're sitting here and thinking how my brother values me, you miss the point.
2: You miss the point.
0: So Jesus says here, even as the son. In this verse, uh, uh, was this past week one morning I, I was. Meditating on it really stood out to me, and I think I sent it to a couple of brothers. But anyways, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give His life a ransom for many. And you look up that word "minister." That word "minister" is also uh, in in the different uh, translations. It's to serve. Jesus came not to be ministered unto, but to serve, and to give His life a ransom. Jesus came to give his life. And uh, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Message to see what my brother would do for me, but what I can do for him. And then we also have John 15, 1, 13. It says... Uh, Let me first read 13. Uh, A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. In 15 he says uh, 11 to 13. He says, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, than a man to lay down his life for his friends. Will you lay your life down for your brother if you don't value him? No, you won't. But if you value your brother, you will will be willing to lay your life down. Jesus valued each one of us and He was willing to lay His life down for us so that we could have eternal life. <clears throat> and I think it's very important that we get that into our, uh, into our system, if you will. You know the person that is trying to just, just take in or just, just receive what he can get out of it. Tyler, I think this past week had a uh, had a uh, status that said some the verse there is it in Proverbs where it says the liberal soul shall be made fat. If you're here this morning and skinny, not skinny in, as in person and in, in uh, whatever, but skinny spiritually, you know why we're skinny for spiritually? It is because we're not liberal in the way that it's saying it there. Okay. I'll be careful with that word "liberal" because you different people take that word different. But the liberal soul shall be made
1: fat. Was Jesus?
0: No, I won't say it that way. Do we get the point? To get into the heart of the gospel, Jesus wants to save us from our own selfish ways, like the rich man. Jesus wanted to save him. Jesus wants to save us from our own selfish ways. But if we are selfish, we won't value our brother. So may we allow God to flush or crucify all this selfishness in us so that we can go into our week where we value our brother and we, we uh, minister and uh, serve our brother we do what we can to be a blessing. And again, if I find myself hungry or skinny, however, whatever word you want to use there, spiritually, is it not because I'm just taking in and nothing is going out? So I hope we can be encouraged this morning to Truly value our brother, and that by valuing our brother, it will make a difference here and in eternity. Let me read you this yet. You're not blaming him for your lack. We can sit here and we could be thinking, my brother is failing me. You're not blaming him for your lack, but you are thankful for what he can help you with that he is that that, that is on a different plane than blaming him for your lack. Did we get that point. I feel like I'm a little bit it's a little bit weak. So again may we be encouraged to value our brother and see him how God sees him and also in light of what we looked at there in Luke that we see souls the way God sees them and uh yeah let's pray Heavenly Father we come to you in Jesus name Lord we thank you for your word Thank you for these different accounts, God. And I just pray that you would help us, Lord, to value our brother. Help me to value my brother, my brothers. Oh, God, I pray somehow, Lord, help us to see it the way you see it, God. Father, we are too individualistic. Lord, I pray, deliver us, oh, God. Father, help us, Lord, to be one, even as you and the Father are one. God, this if we don't value our brother, we're not going to come together as one. We'll be too much individualistic. We'll be sitting in our own little room by ourselves. Even though we come together and sit together on Sundays here in the church, in a church building. But oh God, I pray, Lord, help us to be what you have called us to be. Lord, that there is a world out there that is dying to see where there is true love and unity, where they truly see where brothers love each other and care and value each other. Oh God, I pray, pour out Your Spirit upon us, Lord. Bless us, oh God. Help us to, to live this way, this coming week and the weeks to come. Lord, help us to see that where we have, maybe we, we feel like we have grown in a certain, uh, 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 in a how should I say, we have grown in this area, but oh God, there's so much more. There's so much more. I pray God that that would not discourage us, but Lord, I pray that our hearts would be encouraged to press into the kingdom of God. Oh Lord, that we would see souls saved, saved that we would see souls transformed by Your power, God, that song that we sang. Oh Lord, I pray. Father, just have Your way in each one of our hearts in each one of our lives. God, I just... I just pray that your will again would be done in earth as it is in heaven. I pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless
2: you.